Welcome to another episode of the Music City Drive-In brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, you get to hear an interview that I had with star of the upcoming film, Midnight in the Switchgrass, Caitlin Carmichael. We spoke about what it was like playing this role of Tracy, where she does face the obstacles of being kidnapped and trying to escape. She stars next to Megan Fox and Bruce Willis. The film Midnight in the Switchgrass drops in select theaters and Apple TV and anywhere you can rent films on Friday, July 23rd. I hope you enjoy this interview. I am excited to talk to the star of the upcoming movie Midnight in the Switchgrass, Caitlin Carmichael. How are you today? I'm doing amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, before we dive into the new movie, I'd like to kind of make you pick your brain a little bit. What was your first job in the movie industry? My first job in the movie industry. Um, my first role was actually playing Jenny McCarthy's daughter in her web series In the Motherhood. It was my first audition, and I ended up booking it, actually. It was, it was a wonderful experience. So in Midnight in the Switchgrass, you play... Tracy, a victim of being kidnapped by a serial killer. What attracted you to this role? Well, the story is based on real events. And in 2009, the FBI launched the Highway Serial Killings Initiative. So knowing that we had this framework to shape our narrative of this sense of truth surrounding everything was very compelling to me. And I I felt a huge responsibility when playing Tracy to give the most authentic performance possible because she really serves as a symbol for the thousands of missing girls whose stories we've never heard. For sure. For sure. And once I found out it was a true story, I was like, whoa, this is, it's even, obviously it brings an extra layer of compellingness to the story, right? Right. And an extra layer of fear, I guess, that can really be contagious for the audience. So to me, at least, whenever I see something is based on a true story, it, it instantly impacts me more. For sure. Um, how did you prepare yourself for this role? This this role is kind of different and unique from some of the other things that I have seen you seen you in. So how did you kind of prepare yourself for the role? I think researching the real events that this film was based on was very beneficial to form this framework in my preparation for the role. I've filmed characters who have been kidnapped and abducted before, but I don't think I've ever filmed one that really explored the intensity and the brutality and violence of the situation in the way that we see Tracy in her scenes with Peter. So I really wanted to make sure that I didn't shy away from any of that and allowed myself to dive into those depths as much as possible. You have one of the most emotionally thrilling scenes of the film, and one of the most thrilling scenes that I've seen this year in any film. And and I won't, uh, you know, spoil it obviously for anybody that's listening to this, but it, I'll just call it the escape scene, right? Um, okay, I'm glad we're thinking of the same scene. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go into detail. Yeah, it, it's it's. It's one of those scenes that you don't say a whole lot after you part away from, um, you know, Megan Fox in that in that small scene there. But what was it like, kind of getting into that headspace and that the not just, you know, because it's emotionally and and mentally uh, hard to kind of get in that headspace, but also the facial expressions and stuff like that. How hard was it, kind of shooting that scene? I ended up being so thankful that I was able to do my own stunts in 
this escape. And I guess I don't want to give too many spoilers, but having um, the real physicality involved, having my hands really zip tied together, that physicality was a trigger for the real emotions that would be involved in that scenario. And myself as Caitlin, as I was determined to escape and feeling the struggle and the fear of failure and what if I can't do this and then started thinking in my head, oh my gosh, if I was kidnapped, would I actually be able to escape? That really just allowed the natural emotions that would be happening with this physicality to just bubble up in myself, I guess. And it ended up allowing me to mirror what Tracy was experiencing with my own feelings of determination. The shooting of this was, it started, it stopped, it started, kind of stopped again scenario because of COVID. Um, kind of take me behind that experience and, and how did it, did it hurt or did it help how things kind of came out for you? It was completely uncharted territory for the entire entertainment industry. And Randall was a first time director. I can't imagine, I mean, just, it felt it felt like the most horrible case of bad luck for this production specifically to be faced with any kind of shutdown. But first and foremost, our, our focus was just keeping each other safe, keeping ourselves safe, keeping our family safe so that we could return to production and keep our cast and crew safe because nobody knew what the future held. We were filming in March 2020, which feels like a trigger word to say <laughs> that specific month and year. Um, we were filming in March in Puerto Rico when things started to shut down back in Los Angeles and people were asking me if they needed to buy us toilet paper. And I was like, are you crazy? Why? Why are people sending me photos of long lines at Costco? What What is happening here? We felt so safe and secluded at our resort in Puerto Rico where we were filming. And then a cruise ship docked in Puerto Rico and COVID ran rampant on the island. We ended up having to shut down just to prioritize the safety of our cast and crew. We all told each other, we'll see you in two weeks. We all genuinely thought we would be returning to production. And I remember the plane ride home we were all talking about what we thought was going to happen and just the conversations feel so naive looking back on them now we were able to return to puerto rico in the beginning of july of 2020 and we got there and had extended periods of rehearsal time and additional table reads just to really grow in our characters and get back into their shoes and focus on our prep work and then the puerto rican government ran out of covid tests they were basically only able to test symptomatic people. So our crew and cast were unable to be tested every 48 hours like we needed to be to comply with our union's rules that allowed us to go back to work safely. Ended up having to shut down for a second time just to prioritize our cast and crew safety again, especially those who were living in Puerto Rico. And in September, we finally were able to finish production up in Santa Ynez, California where we quarantined our entire cast and crew on a ranch. And it was a complete bubble. Once you entered, you weren't able to leave the bubble again. It was very intense, but I think it made the filming process a lot more rewarding and every moment in front of the camera felt a lot more special. And I'm, I'm, I'm certain that that kind of enhanced the relationships between everybody in the cast and crew because it's a very sensitive thing kind of going on within society, but it kind of grows you guys together because it's a tight-knit group versus maybe normally you're typically with 100, 150 people on a set and stuff like that, correct? 
absolutely. It's so interesting to me that you picked up on that because it's something that I would have not have been able to predict it at all. But it ended up being a blessing in disguise that we were able to really grow as an ensemble and have an extended amount of time to get to know each other and develop that chemistry with each other. I, I think for myself and especially with Lucas Haas, who was playing Peter, my kidnapper, developing that off-camera chemistry allowed us to really dive into the intensity and violence of our moments in front of the camera when we were able to go back to film. So this this cast is loaded from top to bottom, with yourself included. What, what is it like working with the likes of like a Bruce Willis and Megan Fox? And I, I know your screen time with the pair is not in-depth, but what was that kind of like for you? I mean, we have an amazing ensemble, and it's a, an incredible cast to get to stand alongside and be associated with in a movie like this. I found it very inspiring to observe these actors' undying loyalty to their characters in the midst of the multiple shutdowns and in light of the pandemic. They all stuck with our director, uh, so uh, like unrelentlessly and they persevered through these completely unchartered times and Megan, Bruce, Lucas and Emil, they had such a passion for bringing this story to life and it was so contagious throughout our entire cast and crew and I think that not only did it make the filming process more special when we were finally able to complete the film but it feels incredibly rewarding and accomplishing that the movie is coming out next week. So I would be crazy not to ask. In my research, I see that you are the West Coast Teen Ambassador for American Cancer Society, highlighted by Research Hers, which empowers girls in STEM programs and funds female scientists in cancer research. How did you get involved in that, and what kind of sparked your interest in that? My mom is a breast cancer survivor, almost seven years in remission. And after she was diagnosed, I was really able to observe how she spun her perspective of her journey from a tragic experience to something positive that she could use uh, to help other people along their cancer journeys and develop a connection with fellow survivors and helping other women going through the same thing. And that really inspired me to start working with ACS in the first place. I became the West Coast Teen Ambassador and in that platform, I am able to promote the importance of cancer screenings, to promote early detection, and uh, really showcase the importance of healthy lifestyles. We launched the Research Hers campaign to fund female scientists in cancer research after noticing how many female scientists were feeling invalidated and their work was being discredited due to a lack of funding at the American Cancer Society. So this initiative in particular is funding uh, research just for female scientists in the cancer research field in particular and in the process of doing so is inspiring young girls in stem programs like you said so i it's something i'm very proud to be a part of for sure um final question for you do you have any upcoming projects you can tell us about i just registered for my junior year of classes at ucla which it's crazy how quickly it's flying by um, I started at UCLA when I was 14 years old as an American Lit and Culture major, and I just declared my film and TV minor. So I'm really excited to see how this study of film theory, along with the components of my major, focused in creative writing and psychology, philosophy, 
will help me grow as a more multidimensional actress, but will also enhance my perspective in behind the camera work, like writing, producing, directing, etc. That's amazing. Uh, I just, I, I'm, I'm kind of in awe of, of, you know, at your age, where you're at, and, and kind of those things that you have your hands in. So uh, I just want to thank you so much for your time today. You were phenomenal in the film. And make sure everybody check out Midnight in Switchgrass next week when it drops in theaters.